WMCHD3 Detroit, KMPSHD3 Seattle, WBMXHD3 Boston, and on AOL Radio and Yahoo Launchcast. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Can abduction by whatever be a nightly occurrence? What is the abduction phenomenon? Could, we, could what we call Bigfoot actually be the ghost of Gigantopithecus? Hey there, and welcome to the 492nd edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and those curious questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. We need more alliteration in this opening. Uh, this evening, we bring you an open line show and uh, on some really weird stuff, as we just mentioned, like Bigfoot ghosts. And uh, we welcome your calls this evening, if you so desire, and the number is... Two four eight five four five seven six eight five. So let's get right down to it. Very right about the opening. We've been doing this for five years. We need more alliteration. All right, All right Shakespeare, you're right. Anyhow, the, the perfectly paranormal pair of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, folks, we're doing an open line show this evening, and we, you may we may do several because we just we're just so far behind. I've, I've got e- emails here from twenty falling out twenty twelve you know, that have not been hitting answered. the ceiling right now. Yeah, so uh, I think we, we might just just go for it. And some of them are kind of long. You know that that endless, endlessly annoys my son. And he's giving me a look of disapprobation right now. What? No, I'm just sort of okay. staring at the paper. Okay. Trying to read uh, it from afar. So let, let's just start doing these, and some of the long ones, we'll just we'll just get through them. Some of them may be uh, uh, edited for subject, in the sense of just taking certain paragraphs. Anyway, uh, here is one. This is from, uh, uh, doesn't say who, actually. Doesn't say where. Oh, no, it says Lola. Okay, it's from Lola, somewhere in the planet Earth, presumably. <laughs> somewhere from the planet Venus. All right, where am I starting this? At the top? Okay. Dear Paul and Ben, uh, like many others, I listen to some of your podcasts. One of, uh, or on the ones from um, the 102509 and the, or so the October 25th of 2009 and uh, November 29th of uh, 2010, which are both extreme paranormal episodes, I noticed some unexplained voices uh, that could be uh, quite bizarre, especially the latter show uh, at about... 35 seconds or 35 minutes and nine seconds in i was startled to hear a female voice scream out my name while ben was talking about a sasquatch legend the subject i'll wait we answered this no i don't think so yo i remember this very specifically you do yes all right i do remember this all right, i hope somebody says i that. remember i remember well, this yeah, very start, specifically just, just continue because all, right, all right all right yes uh uh, ben was talking about a Sasquatch legend, a subject I only have a mild in- only have a mild interest in. I uh, played this a couple of times for my friends who agreed with me that it was clearly my name. Uh, one of them thought you might have uh, someone on your staff by that name, but I doubt it. Uh, since uh, my name is Lola, this is uh, certainly an uncommon name, and one uh, you are, are you're more likely to hear in Mexico rather than the U.S., Ben went on his story and obviously didn't hear the sudden outburst. Did I don't know. I haven't heard this, but I don't know. I thought we explained this. You said we read it. Well, I, I remember reading it, and then I did this weird I – I would do this weird thing like, you're welcome, but it was more high-pitched and sounded sort of like Lola. But anyway – 
Continuing, except for the voice itself, nothing paranormal has happened to me after that, although I've had my share of experience as my husband did suddenly become ill and died two weeks later. I'm very sorry to hear that. After the show uh, was aired, that could be uh, just a uh, coincidence. Not being a radio broadcast expert, I haven't a clue how this happened. All right. Well, uh, I did look into this. I actually, I, I believe it or not, found some time to actually listen to most of that show. And uh, Ben, you are really much more than I am. Anyway, certainly an audio expert. That's your major at Emerson College. And Partially you know my major. This. And um, I, I did. There were. Well, first of all, the the two broadcasts you referred to were on twelve forty. Um, our New England station and uh, the eleven twenty nine ten broadcast was. Um, uh, I should say the 102509 broadcast was pretty much a half of it was pretty much a phone call from uh Albert Rosales from Florida our uh, special reporter for the show and Albert as you may know is is a uh, probably has the largest database of recorded hominid sightings or I should say humanoid sightings and a tremendous uh, number of things there so you know, make sure you check him out on the net uh that call had a number of of sounds in it, okay, which is, uh, I mean, to me, sounded electronic. And I didn't hear anything that didn't sound to me to be electronic, and I really didn't hear Lola. And I remember you you did that a lot, was, was that sort of high-pitched, you're welcome, or something like that. And, and I suppose that, that could have been... I suppose my sense of humor just is kind of terrible. You're scaring the listeners. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought, see, I remember that being explained. Now, the funny thing was that in one of those shows, and this was in the folder with this because I stapled it to it. Remember this? This is a note. Oh, God, I forgot about that. You kept that? Yeah. yeah I keep all this stuff. Oh, that was terrifying. Turn it out and show, show your children something. I forgot about that. It's still with us. And, no, th- this was a, a note from Ben uh, during the broadcast. Uh, I think Steve was the producer that night. No, I was. Oh, you were. Okay. Well, that was terrifying. Some guy... Or something called and mumbled into the phone about something. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, it I mean, was you, you were white when you walked back into the booth. Cause you, that was the most terrifying thing. That was strange answer. A lot of weird things happened at that station, but... Yeah, well, that was a particularly strange night. So, uh, whether they, I still think it was electronic influence, but uh, and again, I'm awfully sorry to hear about your husband. That's terrible, but I, I certainly hope it wasn't connected with anything we said. Uh, certainly not, I'm sure. But anyway, that, that I thought we would... Um, Take a look at that, and it's a strange evening all around, that one. Let's look at some of the more recent ones that have come in on Facebook. Uh, this one is from, it just says Misty in Oregon. Alrighty, so Misty writes to us, I'm a 30-something-year-old real estate agent. Ah, oh, what a fun story already. Uh, I, have, I have been diagnosed as... I tried to buy a house as, once when he was eight, and they wouldn't let him. So yeah, 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 so now I'm, I'm very upset. Uh, I, have a, I have been diagnosed as, as bipolar with some uh, psychotic symptoms along with it. This includes hearing voices and seeing apparitions as well as schizophrenia. Before I had a, a psychotic episode, I ended up or before I had a psychotic episode and ended up in the hospital, I uh, was sure I was uh, haunted. No, Now I wonder, uh, could this all be in my mind? I have heard you uh, say two things. Uh, people uh, uh, as... As you, uh, people, as you, if they, people ask you if they are crazy, and I have heard you uh, speculate that the paranormal and psychosis can be mixed together. Uh, what is uh, happening when I see uh, people in my bedroom, or see people on the street that disappear? What about the people talking in my apartment? Uh, and she lives alone. 
uh, did any doctor ever agree with you uh, that somebody was uh, haunted instead of psychotic? Well, Misty, first of all, very sorry for these tr- these issues you're having. Mm. Um, I, and I, I must state at the outset that neither Ben or I are, are doctors. No. And I worked in the hospital in the context of my seminary studies. I was uh, doing pastoral work and working with people who were diagnosed with having things uh, that are commonly described in psychiatry or psychology and actually were uh, in need of, at least at the, the time, priest I was working with and uh, other people, they thought they were in need of exorcisms uh, because things were happening outside them that would not be explainable by uh, psychiatric, uh, with psychiatric explanations. So in a way, I kind of have to answer, yes, is this all in your mind? Again, this is my opinion, personal opinion, just as one who has kind of seen this and I've done graduate work in the subject, but I, I'm not, not a doctor. But on the issue of uh, is this all in your mind? Of course it's all in your mind. Everything is in our minds. That, that's the conduit through which we see everything, including the multiverse. Right. So in that sense, yeah. Uh, does that mean it's not real? No. I don't know your situation. It, it could very well be uh, some sort of imbalance. Uh, it, it could be a brain thing rather than a mind thing. The brain and the mind are not the same thing. And right. People realize it. Uh, the the mind reaches the brain is the physical organ that seems to be a conduit. The mind reaches out into the non locality we're always talking about in in consciousness and in memory imagination. The non locality of of um, of our knowledge, our mind, and our our multiverse experience, as as physics would describe it, uh, taking in all these lives we're living in parallel worlds. Uh, you know whether you believe that or not, it certainly certainly seems to be uh, being more adopted by uh, more and more physicists, mm. at least as far as what we can see. So uh, what's actually happening, in our opinion, in the usual situation, I don't know if this applies to you, but that mind uh, embracing all that it does, consciously speaking, it takes in places where they're in the multiverse, where, where they're alternate realities, if you will, where there really are people. In your apartment, talking. You remember that uh, that case in Lemonster, Massachusetts? Ironically, we're going to be up there in a few weeks at the UFO conference. But ha, good uh, plug. We we went up there. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, plot exposition. Uh, we went up there, and the the fellow lived in this place. And uh, you, um, he said that they would always hear people talking. And you went into the bedroom, and you had some experiences and stuff. In I there. really don't even remember that, to be honest. Really? Uh, okay. Don't it was remember. In the winter, and it was at night. And was... I do remember the case itself. I just don't remember any of the details of okay. it. Okay. Uh, so in any case, that was uh, that was one of those situations. And it's very common to hear people talking. Uh, my very first case in the, the Pomfret, Connecticut, uh, Lost Village or Village of Voices case that I write about in Faces at the Window. Hey, plug for my book, right? Yep, more plugs. Uh, yeah. There, there was uh, one point where we stood by a cemetery that, lo- that we were, it was almost like we were in a time that hadn't been built yet, and we were standing there, and this is five of us, and we heard, if I should say four of us, and we heard some men almost right next to us having a conversation. We couldn't quite tell what it was because, as you, you know, sometimes you hear people talking, and you know it's in English, but you can't quite make out what's being said. So this is a very common occurrence. Did it mean we were... Psychotic? I don't think so. We've gotten this. Well, there's far. also another thing too, and I don't mean to really, um, what's the word? Really uh, get at get at uh, stick stick something to like psychiatrists or whatever. But I really just don't trust their motives. I had a professor um, 
in school it was it was a psychology class and he he was talking about the uh the um the book that uh they 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 get like the uh board of psychiatrists or psychologists get together every year and they have the giant book of uh mental illness and stuff like that and like different symptoms and stuff and what belongs where blah 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 and he was saying you know they rarely take anything out of it like they always keep adding newer and yeah. newer psychoses in there and he was that just bothers like bothers me too and psychopharmacology is the uh, beneficiary yeah i mean it, it's it's not it's it's not really natural i mean some of these antipsychotic psychotic drugs like the first experimental ones in like the 70s that you probably saw and worked with yeah the long term of the law lo- yeah like mm-hmm. the long term effects of that oh yeah they're, oh, no. they're no, no, they're they're the people who are still on that now. Their nervous systems are shot. Look, <laughs> there was more faith in that at the time, and more impatience at the time too. But anyway, we have to take a break. But we'll come back to this very interesting subject and very important one. But you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio. We'll be right back with more letters after this. Enlighten, empower, enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New Horizons, no boundaries. Jamming, 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 jamming
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and this man over here is Paul. And we are um, talking, talk, going over emails our ridiculously large deck of emails that is poking through the ceiling. And um, we are uh, talking of mental illness and its connections to the paranormal. Now let me uh, amend my statement that I made before the break, saying that I don't mean to offend anybody out there who finds this stuff um, helpful, psychopharmacology and all that stuff. It's just uh, what I've, I've talked to with people who are professionals in the field um, and uh, what I've, I've observed as a layman, as you might say. Well, this is the thing, and uh, Misty in her letter asks, uh, did any doctor ever agree with you that something, uh, somebody was uh, haunted instead of... Uh, I don't think haunted is the right word. I guess, uh, oh yeah, she did say that. It says it right there. I'm just reading the statement right now. Well, actually, those who stood with me at exorcisms of psychiatric patients were very well aware that these, because these people have been diagnosed, and things started to happen outside of them, and uh, of course, you could a parapsychologist might argue, well, this is just psychokinesis that could have been generated by them, and that, yeah, that's possible. But I, I can't imagine some of the other things that happened. Uh, really uh, frightening voices coming out of the air, uh, knowing things about all of us that would simply be utterly impossible. Uh, particularly me, I, you know, and I don't want to even talk about it again. This particular foreign languages and. You know, this sort of thing, mm. obscure foreign language. I mean, it, it, these things are um, not, I don't think, we're not explainable by the, the normal psychiatric means, uh, nor did the doctors think they were either in this case. They're all very hush-hush, of course. Mm. So, uh, yeah, in that sense, uh, yeah, I would say, Misty, that, that, that there have been. Uh, officially, I don't think they would dare. You know, they, they would uh, be considered uh, lunatics and everything else. One of the problems with the um, – because the difference between uh, psychology and psychiatry, as Ben will testify to, is psychiatry uh, very much today based on pharmacology. You know, which drug should you take? You know, this kind of thing. And I, I suppose I could grudgingly admit, and again, not being a doctor, that uh, just being seeing people on the receiving end of this, that there could be certainly some benefits from that. Mm. Um, but at times, uh, I'm thinking now, Ben, of the X case in New York City, for lack of a better term for it, uh, where um, I know you weren't really too involved in that, but I was dealing with a, a well-known figure in the art world who will remain nameless. Uh, don't worry, it wasn't Peter Robbins or uh, Bud Hopkins, <laughs> the uh, UFO greats, but it's someone else. And the uh, particular parasite attached to this person was of the lower echelon of the lower species acted like a child and was afraid to be separated from this person because uh, they couldn't remember where it came from and all this and the uh, one of the main points of this case was that the particular medications thereon I'm not going to name them because I don't want to get sued uh, were made, made the phenomena worse in the opinion of myself and the, the victim and I've seen that in several cases. And what that may mean, again, not being a doctor, I'm not sure, but it, it can't be good. So I would say, um, Misty, uh, you need to, you know, st- why don't you try and stay in touch with us? We, we can at least maybe point you in the right direction. Uh, we are a little bit concerned about your situation. And I think that because uh, um, your doctor, you mentioned uh, 
or you didn't mention, but your doctor probably thinks this is just medical. And it could be, but I, I don't know. I think, again, they're intertwined at times, which makes it very difficult to determine and, and uh, uh, disentangle. So, okay. So let's move on to the next one. This is from Carson, just says Carson in Dixon, Tennessee. All right. Uh, and Carson writes to us, I have been abducted by aliens or something every night for the past month. My family never hears anything, and I have not told anyone else about this. I have looked up information online and found your website. How do I know I'm not crazy, and what can I do about this? This kind of goes with the previous one in a way. Right. How do you know you're not crazy? Uh, and uh, what is really happening to me, and what is this all about? Well, that begs the question, what does crazy mean? I don't know, whatever isn't yeah. normal. If you want to go to, well, yeah, well, that, if you want to, go to sociological terms... Well, that's, that's the dictionary definition. I suppose right. something that might be outside the normal or something. Whatever like normal is. Yeah, whatever normal is. Well, normal is determined by the society in which we live. For example, in many societies elsewhere on the planet, it's considered normal to talk to God, right. particularly in shamanic-based societies. But in this one, yeah, you pray if, if anybody, you know, people are, are in the New Age movement are seeking God, which is good. Uh, people in the uh, mainline uh, bodies of, of religious bodies will pray, but you know you don't let it get too close to your personal life. You know, um, oh, I think that, that may be changing for the better. But in any case, I, I think that uh, normality and uh, crazy depend on a lot of different things. I don't even like the term. If you're hurting others, I think you might be crazy. Or, you know, right. you could be hurting yourself as well. But um, again, the, the mind is something that is a conduit to many different worlds. And that's just a fact in my book, books. And <laughs> I think that's the thing. So, Multiple books. So to get into Carson's ideas, you're abducted by aliens, okay, or something. At least he, he allows other possibilities. Or something. So I said, well, what is going on here? You know, if this really is legitimate and if there's something really is happening and it's not, uh, quote, all in the mind, whatever that may mean, um, it can be in the mind and still be real. Uh, family never hears anything, so presumably you live with other people, Carson. Uh, not told anyone else about this. Looked up information online and found, okay. Well, I mean, again, the crazy question, how do you know, how, you know you're not crazy? I mean, just forget that. Uh, try and keep your feet on the ground. Keep the positive energy flowing with yourself and your family, and I think that that's the most important thing. What can you do about it? I, uh, not knowing the details of the abduction experience... It's difficult to say. Most people have not been able to do anything about it. Uh, if indeed this is a legitimate phenomenon, which I see no reason to believe it isn't. It's just, you know, what's doing it and why? That's the only question. Those are the questions we have. Those are big questions. Uh, it says you have a master's degree in teacher at a community college. Um, what's it all about? There's all sorts of speculation that you uh, might have genetic... Um, characteristics that they're interested in. Now, that's a big theme in a long time now in, in abduction theory. Uh, that's They're trying to uh, straighten out their DNA. They could be our descendants. They could be our ancestors. Who knows? Wherever they may be, they're, if they're working with our DNA, they, they, they must be very, very closely related. Uh, that's something a lot of people miss. Right. Well, I mean, we don't really know. Well, we don't. We, we don't we have a clue. So we're just speculating. I know that in the Rendlesham case, which we've anybody who listens to the show is familiar with, uh, covered it many, many hours uh, in England, and we were even there ourselves last year, that there's 
even the, the eyewitnesses don't agree on exactly what they saw or what was happening. Uh, one, and we've had them all on together on panels of, uh, time to time. One believes this, these were alien life forms, actually saw these uh, meeting with high-ranking officers. Uh, these are all military people, U.S. Air Force people at the time, 1980. And another one believes they were time travelers, and uh, the two good friends of ours, uh, Jim Pennison and uh, John Burroughs, coming out with a, with a very interesting book, I'm sure, uh, very soon. And uh, they, they, they don't believe in the alien thing. Uh, Monroe Nevels, whose birthday I think it was yesterday, now that I think it was, happy birthday, Monroe, if you're listening, was uh, yet another witness who believes this, this was a, a Soviet craft of some kind, some kind of secret craft. So it depends who you talk to. So the answer is, uh, Carson, I don't know. <laughs> in short, in we don't short, know. <laughs> just keep watching the skies or whatever. Right, the truth is out there. Yeah, here's another one. This is from Barbara from, I don't know where. Barbara from somewhere. All right, so Barbara from somewhere writes to us, I heard the uh, question on a recent show, show uh, where somebody wrote to you uh, to ask if aliens could be ghosts of at least, or be ghosts at least sometimes. Now, that made me wonder if some Bigfoot sightings could actually be ghosts of the extinct Gigantopithecus. That's an interesting question. I've never heard that question before. Brilliant. <laughs> Gigantopithecus was, I should have looked it up, I guess, but, you know, a very large... Uh, ape. Ape, or hominid. Well, it was sort of considered a hominid, too, I guess. You know, I get, yeah. Human-like creature from yeah, the, it was the like, distant past. It was, like all, it was like seven feet tall. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was huge, Big. huge. Yeah. And uh, the... the, the <clears throat> The line, uh, the evolutionary line, as far as anybody knows, apparently died out or, or did it. And there's been some speculation that Bigfoot or Yeti or whatever you call it, he, she, it, or them, is yes. uh, possibly <clears throat> survival of Gigantopithecus. But uh, Barbara goes on here uh, beyond that to ask, is this possible that it's a ghost? On the alien discussion, some people asked if there can be ghosts of other uh Creatures, and we don't really consider them ghosts as in spirits of the dead. We believe that they're existing in parallel worlds and that there are. I think ghost is just the best way to say it in our language. Yeah, but I don't like the baggage. I don't like it either. But many aliens in in cases have turned out to be not what they appear to be. They don't appear to be visitors from other planets. They appear to be, uh, I suppose, coming back and forth between different worlds. There are times when they they act like uh, parasites. And could be parasites. So, so all this stuff gets intertwined, and it all depends on the context and the terminology you use, which might not be good enough. Mm. So, yeah, I suppose, Barbara, that, that uh, people who see Bigfoot, especially when the thing up and appears in front of them or disappears in front of them, could be seeing the ghost uh, or the, the remnant, not the remnant, the uh, looking through the wall of a parallel world where Gigantopithecus still exists, uh, somewhere, somewhere in the multiverse, because these worlds interact all the time, and uh, see it, and bingo, there it is. And maybe that's why one has not been found. Are they all ghosts of this? Or are they survivals? I don't know, but it is a good question, and I, I'd say it's possible. Yeah, I, I, I could. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> okay, that's the spirit. You know, leave all things uh, because they all are possible somewhere in the multiverse. And the very fact that you could think of it means that it is. You took somewhere. my script. I'm sorry. I'm just uh, all right. Okay, so we have a few minutes before break. I suppose we can get to. Yeah, let's just uh, let's get the uh, pitchfork here to get the uh, get some of these emails. All right, relatively short. This is from Barry J in London, Ontario, and uh, it's from quite a while back. Ah, about two years ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> two years and a month, actually. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Barry writes to us. Um, 
I've been fascinated uh, whenever you talk about a good God letting bad things happen. I look forward to I look forward to your show on nine eleven. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> while while I have to say that your idea of God being all good but not all powerful and learning from His creation makes complete sense, I find it rather disheartening and even a little chilling. As as you ask your guests sometimes, what say you? P.S. I have learned uh, more about reality from your shows than I ever did in school. People should receive college credit for listening to you, too. <laughs> That's very kind. Why do I feel like we've read this before? You're having deja vu or something. I don't think I'm having deja vu, but please, you know, let's, let's move on. Whenever we read a letter on the air, I fold it up and I throw it away. Are, you, right. are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm clear right now. There we go. All right. You weren't about to. Well, I, need, I need to look. Okay. Uh, I'm, this is, uh, of course, Barry. Well, Barry, thank you for that. Uh, I, I know that a lot of people are very disconcerted by that opinion. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i sure other people must hold that opinion or, or, the, or the possibility. Well, I mean, if, he's un, if, if he, she, it, or them are completely unknowable and whatever, then... Yeah, right. That's it. That's it. And well, they... The thing is, everything in the universe, the multiverse, is... And that is the nature of the multiverse. Everything is changing and developing uh, in every possible way. Mm. That's, that's, that's the nature of it. And one wonders if the creator also is not doing the same thing. Again, that, that's a kind of, I suppose, heretical from the point of view of many religions. But uh, you can have, I think, a God who is all, and I do stress the personal nature of God, uh, all loving, but uh, not all knowing. Because whatever, because what does that mean, too? Uh, and, and not able to uh, control everything. Now, theologically, the idea is uh, God doesn't make everything great for us, uh, doesn't build the universe around us uh, in order for us to learn and to get better ourselves and to keep changing. If, if, if conditions were made optimum by God, uh, even if he could, could do it, um, would that be a good world, really? Would it not be the most deadly possible world I can think of? A boring one? Nothing kills us more than boredom. Mm, it's true. It's very destructive to us. That's why our ideas of heaven, I think, you know, the, the, the comic book ideas of heaven that most of us have are really bad. A anyway, uh, we are coming up on our break here. You're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio. We'll be right back with more letters. Stay with us. Enlighten. Empower. Enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New horizons, no boundaries. Every week 
start to make me cry again Cause it will never hurt as much as it did then when We were both right and no one had blame But now I give up on this endless game Cause who wants to be right Cause the rain is better when thing is wrong I get the excitement Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New skyradio.com. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben and over next to me is Paul. And we are currently going over emails and we're going to start another one right now. <laughs> right. Well, this is on the same subject as Barry's was. And uh, again, it's a Ooh, this one's three event. years old. Oh, this almost is, exactly three years. Yeah, th- this this is terrible. Again, this is how far behind we are. I know. Uh, okay, this is from Martha in Lexington, Kentucky. Alrighty, so Martha writes to us. Uh, this is more of a comment than a question. I love the way uh, you incorporate God into the paranormal discussion. Oh, speak speak of him. Uh, I have often felt that uh, the Paranormal Society was a great gateway to understanding God on a whole new level. Um, uh, once people accept that there are different realities, quote-unquote, then, uh, then the one they live in now, uh, they will open their mind to a living God, uh, one that does not have his hands tied, uh, but a God that can do be a practical force in this so-called reality that we know as Earth. I have had many paranormal experiences in my life, but the best um, uh, do not include scary ghosts of any uh, of any kind. They are paranormal experiences that make one aware of a reality far more real than the one that we call Earth, uh, far more loving, complete, and whole than the one we call Earth. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay, well, that's a very interesting comment, Martha, and thank you. <coughs> um, I... I do stress, however, that, that at least our particular opinion is that this world is just as real as any other, and just because we live in, in you know in many worlds at the same time and it's all us, that's our point of view. Um, then uh, certainly we seek uh, to better wherever our consciousness happens to be at any particular time. Uh, so yeah, but but essentially, you pretty much agree, and it, it kind of goes back to what we said about Barry's letter that. Uh, Constant change, constant, hopefully constant growth. I mean, you, 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 rather, you, you, you want, in it, whatever your consciousness, wherever or whenever it is, you want to grow. You don't want to just continue. So many people just continue. It's very easy to do in this particular uh, realm. And uh, I think that, that that's, that's a big distinction. And certainly God may be doing the same thing. It doesn't just continue 
keeps growing, keeps, uh, I don't know about changing, but, uh, but, but growing. That, that's changing for the better and, and still remaining what you are. So again, this is not uh, looked upon, um, smiled upon by, theolog- by theologians, I suppose, uh, at least not uh, when I was in the seminary, and I did not learn this in the seminary. It just sort of came along. So uh, again, uh, that's uh, maybe why bad things happen to good people. And again, it's not, not about us. Uh, at least not in one particular realm. So thank you for that. Uh, interesting comment. Uh, here we are uh, trying to find a little bit of a little bit of a shorter one. This is. Uh, we should have a bunch. We got. We do. I just. Oh, this is. Wait a, a second. This is interesting. What? Hold on. Let me read this really quickly. Oh no! I thought that was my handwriting. It's. Of course not. No, my handwriting is starting to deteriorate. Here, here, All right. This is from. I didn't. I didn't make dead air. Okay. This is. Hey, from Peggy in Seattle. Alrighty, so Peggy writes to us, I have read Lovecraft's collected letters, and he obviously detested religion. You, on the other hand, are obviously uh, believers. If you were talking to Lovecraft about God, what would you say? That's a huh. very good question. That is a very good question. Uh, referring to H.P. Lovecraft, a uh, fellow Rhode Islander and a distant cousin of ours, uh, great uh, writer, not, not really known outside certain circles, but... Well, then again, no, that's not true. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's becoming very popular in pop major culture. He's American writer of horror fiction and things of this kind. I don't know. He's very big in pop culture. Okay. And we have done – I didn't – I suppose that's true. And there was just a big conference in Providence down the road from us uh, about that. But th- this is a fellow who wrote about uh, – really, he was a pioneer in many areas of science fiction. He, wrote, he lived from uh, 1890 to 1937 and wrote uh, – did most of his writing uh, from the latter part of the 19-teens uh, through the early 1930s. And uh, very, very original kind of stuff. Doesn't write about ghosts and vampires, but a whole new uh, sorts of approaches to that that kind of subject, and uh, new sorts of alien life forms. And uh, he had a belief that uh, too many aliens that were being written about at the time in science fiction were too human. You know, uh, certainly something I think that I would have agreed with. But he also uh, detested religion. Okay, now there's an interesting distinction here, Peggy, between religion. And spirituality between religion and God. And I've often said, as many years as I've spent in the seminary, I think that there are um, a lot of religions, or at least people who, or religious leaders, who just do not seem to reflect God, at least any God I I believe in, you know. And um, it's I don't know. It's 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 a difficult thing. So he may have detested religion. As a matter of fact, he had thrown out of church school. I've read the collected letters too. And uh, he was a great letter writer as well, probably the, one of the greatest in American history. He could have been writing more stories, but he wrote letters. Letters are more fun. Yeah. They're more personal. I suppose. But he did uh, detest religion. <clears throat> uh, there were, I don't know, I suppose it's silly to look for any shred of belief because there wasn't any. But he did what, what a lot of people do, people who are so-called atheists. I don't really believe there is any such thing. They, they take religion and they say, aha, this reflects God, so my, God must be bad or unreasonable or in you know terror you know things that are reflected in religion and that's that's not my experience of god i can't speak for ben and i'm sure but we talk about this a lot so i I, what i what would i say to lovecraft i think i'd say what i perhaps just said i think he would understand spirituality he was he, he seemed to live a very frustrated life now my father according to my mother my father corresponded with him and uh, I don't know if they knew they were related, but um, my father was a fan of, of that sort of uh, 
fiction. So, uh, again, I would say that this is something that's... Uh, I, I just point out the difference between spirituality and religion. And, and, uh, and perhaps given my whole lecture on homo adorans, you know, the, the fact that we, we are built to worship. We just are. If we don't, if we try and force ourselves into not believing in God, we'll worship something else, even if it's ourselves. And that that'll be... Or science. Or science. Or, or, or pop culture. Know, or pop culture or, or electronics or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it, but that's how we're built. So that's, uh, I guess, what I'd say, Peggy. Thank you for uh, writing. Very interesting questions. Excellent. What do I have notes here for? Okay. I think those were just to help you answer. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. We got the <clears throat> Yes, we have, we, have, we have some time. All right. This is from Robert H. in Providence, Rhode Island, right down the road. Speaking of Lovecraft, dear Paul and Ben, uh, love the show. Uh, you are unique. Paul, I live in Rhode Island. I've lived in Rhode Island all my life, and I think I have read everything you have ever written. Uh, that includes the paranormal, history, and public affairs, including when you were a reporter in West Warwick and Coventry over 30 years ago. Guys got mine now. <laughs> and certainly all your books. I have uh, been to several of your lectures, and I remember Ben when he was maybe 12 years old, helping your older son at the bookseller table. That's cute. It's, a, <laughs> it's always a pleasure to see you on the History Channel, too, and I, lo I really loved your segment. All right, well, let's skip Okay, on. okay, okay. Please tell me if I'm right about one thing. Paul, you are such a positive person. Your message about the paranormal is always positive in the end, but running through your whole philosophy of human existence uh, seems to be something very depressing. Do you truly believe that we are being farmed by another species, uh, parasites, or otherwise? All right. Okay, well, very good, very good question. Um, and thank you for writing, Robert. It, yeah, not everything is, and I've said this before, not everything is rosy in the garden of our lives here, so to speak. There are there is point and counterpoint. One of the things that I've said in reference to the God questions we've received here too and answered this evening, I hope, is that we've got a balance that is maintained. Just because a lot of people don't like God, just because the world is not tailor made for us. And if you look at some of the old time theology of the West, especially some of the stuff we learn in the old Catholic schools, God made everything for us, you know. And, yeah, I, it, sure, I suppose that's true, but that doesn't mean everything is going to be great. We do have problems. Things arise uh, that, that we don't find comfortable uh, or this, this uh, sort of thing. And there are other life forms. And uh, what you're referring to, uh, what runs through all my philosophy, I suppose, is what I have run into in the paranormal trenches, because that's what my philosophy is based on. While I have degree in philosophy from sitting in a classroom and thinking and reading, uh, and I'm very proud of that. Uh, my philosophy that I try and live by day to day and that, that uh, our theories and methods in the paranormal are based on has to do with what I've seen and experienced out there in the paranormal trenches. As I've said many times, ad nauseum, I just did not find the common theories of the paranormal to hold any water. I didn't think, I didn't find that ghosts were dead at all, the spirits of anybody. Uh, and I haven't found this also with the things that run through my uh, philosophy, which is these parasites as well, these, these life forms that seem to live by feeding on the energy of other species. Uh, I don't think that's a matter of, of a negativity. Well, it is negativity, because that's what they feed on. But I find that these are um, facts of life. And like anything else in life, they can be turned into something positive. So I, I really do... Thank you for saying I'm a positive person. That, that's what I try to convey. 
So I think the greatest positivity can be achieved by standing against negativity, not by denying negativity. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I say yay. Okay. Well, thank you. Always nice to have my son agree with me. In any case, we are coming up on yet another break. It is Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS News Sky Radio and Radio.com. Stick with us. We'll be right back. CBS Radio's The New Sky. New Horizons. No boundaries. NewSkyRadio.com. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. NewSkyRadio.com. Believe. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I am Ben, and over here is Paul, and we're in the last segment of our show going over show emails that we have not gotten to in years. 
Okay, this is one from John in, in Niskayuna, New York. I never heard of Niskayuna. Maybe it doesn't exist. And it's, it, you'll be very pleased, but it's very systematic and numbered. Oh, good. All right, number one. Uh, would you say uh, – hello, Paul and Ben. He has two questions. The first question is, uh, would you say that the theory of the multiverse is at odds with the idea of heaven, or is heaven perhaps the final destination after traveling through multiple universes and finally reaching spiritual enlightenment? Okay, that's uh, that's part of the first question. All right, I think uh, here, John, you have to understand, th- this is one of the hardest thing to, things to grasp about this multiverse idea, is that we're already in all these places. You are, I suppose, heaven, because uh, that's another. Well, it's not like you're in definition. one. It's not like you're in one singular place. You're in every place. That's right. You're in every place. all the time. It's all part of your consciousness, and this 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 is the this is what I started to see in these psychiatric hospitals. To go, oh, all our questions kind of run together and yeah. kind of tie into a certain theme, like what is reality? And I would see these people were these so-called schizophrenics were actually living in real worlds you i just couldn't i couldn't shake that that wasn't just a feeling it was a certainty maybe that's my problem but i mean that seemed to be what their problem was and we just didn't get that so we said that they were nuts so uh, the idea of of the multiverse being at odds with the idea of heaven of course not it depends how you define heaven now theologically uh in the theology that i learned in the seminaries i attended and it's pretty much the same roman catholic to orthodox and that is that that heaven is the presence, the full the, the full presence of, of God, period. Because that is what we are built for. And I really find that, that that's to be true. As we just said, homo autorons, I think we're really constructed to uh, worship, to seek to be one with the, um, the being who created us. I think that that's nothing more can be said about that. So heaven, of, of course, and if you look through all the... Uh, the, the sacred scriptures, the uh, legends, the thing, it's full of parallel worlds. Look at look through fairy tales, nursery rhymes, uh, scriptures, just about any religion, uh, paranormal experiences, uh, even philosophies. And I'm thinking uh, of dear old Plato and his notion of ideals. Uh, he uses uh, the analogy of the cave where you, know, you just see shadows of the real object, say, and we think it's real in our lives and it's really not. There's another place or whatever. Where He almost implies this whole multiverse idea that there are places where things are more real than others and things where they're ideal, uh, the actual object is ideal. I suppose you, maybe that's something. But people have analyzed that, 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 not that, that, that uh, anecdote for, to death. It can yeah, mean anything. Yeah. But I've yet to hear anybody interpret it as the multiverse. That's true. So, uh, yeah, it's not at odds with anything. As a matter of fact, just the opposite, because uh, quantum physics, it wouldn't physicists approach it this way, believes uh, and has uh, some evidence that all worlds, all possible realities do actually exist in concrete form, or some might say that they have yet to be realized, you have to collapse the wave function. But from what I've seen, these worlds actually exist in concrete form, and there can be interaction. And again, there, there, it's an open system. The energy flows through the whole thing. It's not just one world isolated in a bubble. Uh, and the bubble analogy is one we've used uh, many times on the show. But despite that, uh, it's not at odds with heaven at all. It, it, it produces the possibility of every kind of heaven, every kind of wonderful thing. Uh, so heaven being the final destination, 
you're already at all the destinations. The, the, the destination takes place and the, the, the journey takes place within us uh, to find where we already are, the optimal place for our consciousness. Uh, and the, I think back to the, uh, the idea that you've got the, the, uh, the children. Uh, who, do we have two minutes left in the show? No, no, no. Oh. I said five. Oh, five. Sorry. I can't count either. <laughs> it, it, different rules of math from one world to another, I guess. But when you have uh, uh, young children, I have, especially one I'm thinking of, I've talked about him on the show, uh, uh, translated in the 1991 after his leukemia. He knew all about this stuff. Our, our ancestors knew all about this. Uh, shamans today will, will, will explain it in, in these terms. Uh, the journey is within us in all these worlds. And I think the, the idea of people who are high-minded, uh, the high men, as this little boy had said, the ones who are uh, really aware, and, and the, you know, I suppose the Mother Teresa's or whatever, or even anybody who's a positive thinker and this kind of thing, and they are more present in the worlds in which things are positive, maybe more present in heaven, if you want to say, John, uh, than they are in uh, worlds where they are parasites. Because the unity, as we call it, is indiscriminate, and we have this this uh, amazingly um, uh, diverse uh, explosion, riot of variety, in which we all share. So I don't think it's at odds at all. Just the opposite. Question number two. All righty, moving on. Uh, in your collective experience, have you found any evidence to indicate that there is only one specific religious path to get to heaven? It seems logical that God would throw all that tra- transitioned adults and children into the burning fires of hell simply because they sought him in the wrong religion. No, no, no. That's, I think, you have to consider, just as in science, there are scientists who will be dodgers and hustlers and uh, just look for the grants and don't really care. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's true any profession. Uh, the same thing among the clergy. And people get their ideas of God mostly from the clergy. Hopefully they get it from their parents too, but that's where their parents often get it. I like to think it's not really the case anymore. And there are, there are some wonderful clergy. But the clergy are the administrators of the dogma. They are not in the role of the shamans. Okay, uh, And I'm afraid we might have to come back to this tomorrow because uh, this is a, a really interesting question. And that's so, what we shall do. Well, why don't we deal with the separate <clears throat> one tomorrow or on uh, next week's show. So in any case, uh, we are going to just do a few announcements because we're coming up at the end of the show. And uh, again, thank you all for writing. On last Monday's show, we had the drawing for two free family packs of four tickets each to the first New England UFO conference in Leominster, Mass., Saturday, October 26th. The winners are Rita Jett of Woonsocket, Rhode Island, and William Eno of Las Vegas, Nevada. So congratulations to them. Uh, tickets are available for purchase at neufoconference.vpweb.com. There's a link on our show homepage, behindtheparanormal.com. Uh, among the speakers will be... Uh, People you all know from this show, Kathleen Martin, Stanton Friedman, Peter Robbins. And there will be an outdoor Halloween festival going on at the same time. Uh, ben and I will host the UFO movie venue and we'll interview speakers before a live audience. We were going to present a program of our own on UFOs and the paranormal after dinner, but we have stepped aside for a last-minute speaker, Travis Walton, of the famous Fire in the Sky case and movie. Uh, but be sure to come to the movie venue for our interviews and you'll be able to ask the questions to the speakers yourself. 
Alrighty, on Sunday, November 10th, we are scheduled to do our 500th show uh, that will be right here on CBS New Sky, and we'd like to hear your suggestions for what you'd like us to do with that show. The prevailing opinion so far is that we should do a wrap-up of our best shows since our debut in 2008, so uh, let us know on the Behind the Paranormal show page on Facebook and drop us an email and you can get the emails from the, the uh, Facebook page, or you can send us a uh, letter via snail mail uh, to Behind the Paranormal Radio and TV, care of WON 1240 AM 985 Park Avenue, Winsocket, Rhode Island 02895. So many thanks to our producer, Brandon Jackson, and we will see you right here next week on October 20th, and we will welcome author and abductee Denise Stoner for a look at the uh, alien abduction files. So bet, get your questions to us at paulatbehindtheparanormal.com or you can use our Facebook page. And we'll leave you this evening with a thought from American <clears throat> author William Gaddis. Power doesn't corrupt people. People corrupt power. I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno. And thanks for joining us on a great cosmic journey. And we shall see you next time.